0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, June the 4th, and we are rolling right through our All-32 series. Uh, we are going to talk some pets with a good friend of the program, a multiple-time guest, I believe, uh, Ben Volant of the Boston Globe. Ben, what's up, buddy?
1: Will, uh, they, they should give you some kind of a work for doing a daily podcast during the NFL off-season during a pandemic. I'm impressed that you have enough content uh, to come up with a daily podcast. So kudos to you, man.
0: Well, you know what's even crazier, Ben, is so we, uh, Debo, had the idea to do the All 32 series where we take a look at each NFL team. And uh, in order to jam these in before what we hope will be training camp, uh, we're doing two a day, Tuesday through Friday, every single NFL team. So technically two podcasts a day, but um, today today we'll talk Pat's. And not really anything going on with, by the way, people need to know this, Ben, who we know each other for like 10 years now, I think, right? At least uh, yeah, something, something like that. Some it's pretty crazy. Um, you have covered, <laughs> you, you worked at various newspapers and you worked, but every stop of the way, everywhere you go, something insane happens. And <laughs> since you have landed, like you got um, the incognito bully gate with the Palm Beach Post back in the day. Um, you covered, they covered Tebow at Florida, right? Yeah. Uh, you, and since you've been at the Patriots, you've presided over, since you've been at the Boston Globe covering the Patriots, uh, you've presided over like multiple gates. You've presided over a Tom Brady suspension. You've and now presided over Tom Brady leaving for Tampa Bay. So where does Tom Brady leaving for Tampa Bay rank on the, 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 the Ben Volan scale of crazy crap you've seen?
1: Yeah, I hate to say it's kind of small potatoes. (laughs) I believe it. You know, especially at this point, it's not like Tom Brady is in the you know midst of his career and it's it's prime Tom Brady. It's forty three year old Tom Brady, who who's already spent twenty years with the Patriots. So it's not the craziest idea that the Patriots would have moved on from Tom Brady. And then when you compare it to. Uh, my first month here, I, I'm all of a sudden covering a murder trial with Aaron Hernandez, and um, you know, then a couple years later, going down every couple months to New York, um, to the steps where they film Law and Order, uh, to go <laughs> to, go to, the, to, go to the, the lawsuit of Tom Brady against the NFL over deflated footballs. So we've seen some some pretty crazy stuff here in New England, and um, you know, Brady, his decision to leave uh, when it came in mid March. It was right in the middle of like when the pandemic was just starting and all of society was starting to shut down and um it was a really sad week in Boston just in general everything's getting canceled and and shut down and life as we know it is ending and on top of it all Tom Brady uh is leaving the Patriots so in a way it almost eased the sting a little bit I think Mm. Uh, of Brady leaving just because there was all all this other sad crap going on and there was bigger things to worry about than just Tom Brady.
0: Yeah. And I mean like the other thing too, is like, excuse me, I think that, you know, seeing Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform and and imagining Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers is so surreal Just seeing Tom Brady play for a team other than the Patriots. So surreal that it's almost just felt like this, like long fever dream, you know, because like, I mean, we've i mean look there have been a, a lot of weird things and that have happened in my life in my life, in 30 40 years on this earth i mean i think coronavirus and like locking down the entire country and the pandemic of covid-19 is maybe the weirdest one and so it, like to have the brady thing happen it just it almost felt like this just like we just veered left into an alternate timeline does that make sense
1: um there was that time uh we had the glow puck in hockey. That was probably the only other time that <laughs> it's just as weird as now as the pandemic. But um
0: yeah, it, it's that it's, was crazy that Fox thought they should do that. They're <laughs> like, was, let's make the puck glow and that'll make it that'll make hockey more popular.
1: I bet I bet with college students it was pretty popular, like late night uh, hockey with the college kids. But um uh yeah, you know, it's weird seeing Brady with the Buccaneers and not playing with the Patriots. I, I just honestly thought that this was going to be one of those deals where there would be a lot of bickering in the media back and forth. And at the end, you know, both sides would find a way to make it happen. But I give the Patriots some credit. They stuck to their guns, and I don't really think they, you know, they really wanted Tom Brady back at this point, And they, I think, decided to move on. Um, not the most popular decision, but probably the right one at this point. Um, you know, last year was such a grind and such a slog for the Patriots. The offense, um, constant, you know, frustration from Brady about the pieces they put around him and some of the young receivers and just, you know, do we really want to go through another year of Brady just like passive-aggressively griping about everything and sending these coded messages through the media and, you know, just kind of being a sourpuss, which, uh, you know, did happen a lot last year. And so I think... You know, when they fizzled out in the wild card round against Tennessee, I think it was a, a clear sign that it was just time. It's been an incredible 20 years, but um, the relationship has run its course. And, uh, you know, the Patriots, Bill Belichick especially, you know, he wants to move on to the next era. And and I don't know if it's going to be Jared Stidham or, if you know, the, the next era, you know, the new quarterback isn't found yet. But it's been two amazing decades, uh, and it's definitely time to move on uh, from the Tom Brady experience.
0: Okay. So what do you make of the Patriots decisions or lack of decisions, I guess, this offseason as it relates to the quarterback position? I mean, I, I, I think what Bill Belichick has done, and obviously he has the full, you know, power to do whatever he wants with that roster. It's, to me, he's made some very clear statements without actually saying it that he believes in Jared Stidham. Am I right or wrong there?
1: Yes and no. Um, I'm not quite buying the Jared Stidham hype like everyone else is. Mm. In fact, um, Rob Ninkovich, former Patriot who's now with ESPN, he made a comment uh, last week that he actually thinks Brian Hoyer is going to start early in the season. And a large reason of it is, you know, no OTAs, no off-season work. Who knows what training camp's going to look like? Um, and you know, Jared Stidham, look, he might he might have the talent, but fourth round pick who has played one year in the league, thrown four passes all in garbage time, and one of them was a pick six. So there's no way that Belichick and the Patriots are sitting back and looking at him being like, oh, that's the guy. He, he's the heir apparent to Tom Brady. So, uh, you look, I, I think what they decided is uh, it's probably a year or two of rebuilding in, in New England where they were the oldest team in the league last year. They're going to start to clear out some of the veterans, clean up the, the salary cap. They, they're in terrible cap space this year. So it's, you know, it's, it's cleaning up for the future, uh, and figuring out who the, the, the next key cornerstones are. And Jared Stidham is a minimum salary guy for the next three years. So if he is good, you've got a major advantage over the rest of the NFL. And to me, like a guy like Cam Newton or Andy Dalton, that's not going to be the future of your franchise no matter what. So what's the point in spending money and, and, and playing time on those guys? You might as well see what you've got in Jared Stidham. Um, So I I think that's what it more is. They're kind of rebuilding the the franchise and before deciding next year that they need to invest a big pick in a, in a quarterback, they want to see what they've got with Jared Stidham and give him a chance. Um, And again, I don't even know if he's going to start all 16 games. Maybe Hoyer starts early in the season, but uh, not certainly not the most inspiring quarterback depth chart by any (laughs) means. And it's going to, I mean, it'll be fascinating to see how good of a coach Belichick is if he can take Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham still go like nine and seven
0: or 10 and six. So are the Patriots rebuilding? I mean, are they, are they retooling? I mean, or is it just like there, there's people out there. Um, Jason Lock and four floated on, on this podcast and Pete Prisco did the same thing. Cause Pete's a little sheep who follows what other people think. Um, I don't, I don't really believe that. I just like sideswiping Pete. Cause I know he won't listen unless I leak, a leak his top 100 list on this podcast. Um, He's like they they think Belichick's tanking and i I don't believe Belichick has a tanking bone in his body uh
1: you are 100 percent correct they are the Patriots are not tanking that is asinine. and uh, there's um what's funny is when they drafted Jimmy Garoppolo uh, back in 2014 Belichick was asked about it and he talked about how that's a position you need to be really prepared at and he off course like kind of off tangent just started ripping the Colts for the year that they lost um Peyton Manning and the team had nothing and they went two and fourteen. He was talking about how irresponsible it would be uh to to you know not have your team prepared like that. So just the idea of tanking is is just so abhorrent to Bill Belichick. So there's no way that's gonna happen. And then you look at the roster move. they brought back Devin McCourty on a two-year deal. They gave Joe Tooney the franchise tag, they just gave Patrick Chung, who's in his twelfth year um, a pay raise for this year. So they're not just tanking. Uh, they still have Stefan Gilmore, Dante Hightower, a very good offensive line. I do think they're retooling the offense. And I think it's probably a, a multi-year deal to, I mean, they've gotten really stale on offense and they, they need to, you know, kind of join the, the rest of the league with more athleticism at quarterback and, um, more, maybe more RPO type of stuff. Um, but I still think they're going to have a good offensive line. You know, they, they gave the franchise tag to Tooney. That, that really fortifies the line. They're going to have a good defense again. They're returning most of the number one defense. So they'll be competitive. And, and it might be a grind and it might be ugly. Um, they're not going to win shootouts. But, mm. you know, they, they, they are retooling and rebuilding on offense. But that, they're not tanking. So um, they're I still think they're going to be
0: competitive. this year. What's a storyline people are not talking about? as it relates to the Patriots, that that they should be kind of eyeing. What do you think?
1: Well, the quarterback thing, and, you know, A, can sit and play, and B, can Belichick win without Brady? Those are the two stories of the year, and right. um, that's, those are by far the most dominant stories. Um, you know, they have some intrigue, like Nikhil Harry, can he develop uh, this year? And um, the defense, are they still going to be? Uh it, I, one thing that will be interesting is they doubled up on tight end in the third round. Uh They drafted Devin Ozzy, Ozzy and Dalton Keene, uh the first kid from UCLA, the second kid from uh, Virginia tech. And it's reminiscent of 2010 when they yep. doubled up. So yeah, the, the Patriots had the worst production from tight end last year in the NFL. They did nothing. They were, you know, caught with their pants down when Gronk retired and just had nothing at the position. And, you know, it killed the, the offense all season so they doubled up um with uh first with Devin Aziazzi out of UCLA and then Dalton Keene like 10 picks later out of Virginia Tech and you know who knows draft picks are all 50-50 toss-ups so I think you know realistically you hope one of them pans out but you know tight end has just been such an important part of their offense over the years and was gave them just so little last year so it'll be fascinating to you know uh, observe the two uh, rookie tight ends and see if the Patriots can get back to getting something out of that position.
0: That uh, that would have actually been my, uh, if I was picking a story, a headline that's not getting enough attention, that would have been my my choice too. Uh, let's take a quick break and when we come back, we will uh, rip through some a little more Patriots chatter. Okay, so the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. The, the, the Patriots are so weird. I mean, it's like they're not weird. It's just that we would, you know, we've been talking about these other teams, and it, like the storyline for the Bills is can Josh Allen take a leap? Um, you know, the. It, it, it's very easy to like for the Cowboys, it's like, what are they going to do with Dak Prescott? And for the Patriots, it's like, I mean, I it's so how to replace Brady. I, I mean, can, right, I'll ask you this. Can the defense be as good as it was last year?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. It's like 31 other teams around the league just drive themselves in a tizzy, like going crazy, trying to find quarterbacks and, you know, just drafting them year after year and signing guys. And, you know, the Miami Dolphins have been 20 years, since Dan Marino and still haven't been able to find a quarterback. Meanwhile, the, the Patriots lose Tom Brady and they're like, ah, eh, whatever, we'll just sign Hoyer and we got Stidham last year, we'll make it work. It's like they, there's no panic in them. Uh, they're just, uh, they, they clearly don't view it as the, uh, give it the position, the importance that, uh, other, um, uh, other teams around the league do. So that, so that's been really fascinating. Um, I, I do think the defense can be very good, but I, I think they're bound to take a step back uh, in 2020, they had a, the easiest schedule in the NFL by far last year. And even the games that on paper looked tough, they got lucky and played backup quarterbacks or third string quarterbacks. And um, a lot of their stats were skewed by having this just really easy schedule and through no fault of their own. It was just part of the natural schedule rotation and just the teams they played all had really crappy quarterbacks last year. Um, they really feasted on some bad teams. Uh, and then when they played some good teams like Baltimore, the Ravens put up 37 on them. They ran all over them, and the Titans were able to move the ball uh, on the Patriots. So I think for that reason, uh, the schedule, not only won't it be as easy this year, they now have the di- most difficult schedule in the NFL, and it's brutal, their travel schedule. They go at Seattle, at Kansas City, two games in a row in Los Angeles against both the teams there. They go at Houston. At Miami, which is now a much tougher game, at Buffalo, which is a tougher game, um, just so many miles, so many difficult um, environments, and you're not going there with Tom Brady anymore. You're going there with Jared Stidham or Brian Hoyer. So uh, the defense is going to have to be the 85 Bears this year for the Patriots to really, you know, be a, a, a true contender. Um, I, I still think they'll be good and will keep the Patriots competitive, but uh, I, I do think they will. Um, regressed to the mean a little bit this year
0: all right so what um we've been wrapping these things up by asking people like what is the what is a a successful season for x team but that feels kind of dumb with the pats like what is like i guess like what do you sort of think about the afc east as a whole if that's not too vague a question ben and and, like what do you think because I mean, to me, it's not like if they go like nine and seven and win the. I, I don't know. Like, what is a good season for the Pats? Or like, what is a bad season for the Pats? Maybe that's the question.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if they go six and ten and Stidham's no good, and I mean, that's not a good season.
0: That's a no, no. That's worse. Like, if Stidham stinks, at least win two games. You know, <laughs> like if Stidham stinks and you win six games, that's a nightmare. Well, the the. I think
1: the true nightmare scenario is Stidham is an eight and eight quarterback. He's just good enough that you want to keep giving him a chance. You know, this was the Ryan Tannehill paradox down in Miami. He was, you know, showed just enough that you wanted to keep seeing if he could finally break out, but you know, not quite good enough to really take you to that next level. So, I the worst scenario, if he stinks, then that's easy. Then you move on and you draft another quarterback. But if he's, you know, shows you just enough and goes seven and nine, eight and eight then you're kind of in QB purgatory and that could be worse. But I mean, I, I still see a scenario where um, they can go 10 and six and still escape, you know, win the AFC East. I think that division is wide open. I, you know, the bills, I I like everything about the bills except for their quarterback. And I think that's a major negative for them. Yeah. I like what the dolphins are doing, but you know, maybe they're a year away and who knows where the, I mean, it's wide open and none of the teams are, you know, really standing out. So I could see the Patriots finishing first and I could see them finishing fourth. Um, I think. fourth, Yeah. Yeah. It could happen. I mean, they have Jared Stidham and Brian Hoyer as quarterback. I mean, who's to say either of them are any good. So um, to me, the the worst outcome is if they are kind of like seven and nine and Stidham is up and down. You, you'd rather him be terrible and then go five and 11. Cause then you at least know that you need a quarterback.
0: I, I was, I, I mean, th- maybe, I mean, maybe I'm, Stupid, but again, like I'm willing to. Ga- I mean, it's entirely possible I'm stupid, but I'm willing to gamble on Bill Bell. Like I think if they're if they are good enough to be an eight and eight team, then he will find a way to get them to ten wins. You know what I mean? Like I think he'll just out coach a couple of bad NFL head coaches. Well, that's and,
1: definitely going to happen.
0: Yeah, you know or what? What I mean?
1: if, like, if they're really a six and ten team, but he gets them to
0: gets eight, and eight. eight and eight? Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's entirely possible. I, I just man, it is just, it's just, it's, it's fascinating. I think it's so fascinating because I think there is a broad assumption that one, that the bills or the, or one of these teams is going to pop up and steal the division. And I just don't, I, I think people are overreaching on that a little bit.
1: If, if I had to pick a team to do that, it would be Miami. Really? I, I like what the dolphins are putting together for sure. They, I do
0: too. But I, the hype is a little like, I guess I, I, I think they're probably, I think, I think they're doing it the right way. I just tend to think they're probably a year away, like you said.
1: Yeah. And, you know, we'll see if Tua ends up playing at all this year. But um I like what what Chris Greer and Brian Flores are building down there. They finished the season five and four. They had a great – they had nothing to play for in week 17 and came into Foxborough and knocked off the Patriots and, you know, completely wrecked their season. And then they go out and they got what – didn't they get Byron Jones from the Cowboys? And yeah. And they got the, the secondary is loaded. And, and then they get to, uh, and they had a good draft. They beefed up the offensive line some more. Um, so if any team, I don't, I, I'm so anti Josh Allen. I really think that mm. what they did last year, 10 and six, wild card, lose in the first, that's their ceiling. That is as far. And, and I think they've got a good coordinator and they put good pieces around him, but he is so raw as a pocket passer. Like Belichick has never had an issue. Shutting down Josh Allen in the three or four times that they've played uh, each other. So I just I I think he I think they win in spite of him, not because of him. And and I think they they might be due to take a step back this year.
0: Okay, interesting. All right, uh, I love it.
1: Bring it on, Bills Mafia. Bring it
0: on. I know. Good. Enjoy that. Enjoy that in your mentions. It's gonna be a, a lot of fun. Bills fans are very calm and cool, <laughs> and, and in no way terrifying when they jump in in your mentions. Uh, all right, follow up on Twitter at Ben Fallen. Read him at the Boston Globe. Uh, Excellent stuff as always. Uh, Good to talk to you, buddy. Hope everything is good and safe with you and your family.
1: You too, man. I appreciate
0: you having me on today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better